Hello, and welcome to another episode of Objective Health. I'm your host, Tiff, and joining me in our studio, we have Doug, Erica, and Elliot. And in the background, as usual, we have Damon. Damien. Why do I say Damon? Damien on the ones and twos. <laughs> so today our topic is going to be the true cost of the lockdown. Not the true cost of COVID, the true cost of the lockdown, because it is the lockdown responses or the responses to this whole pandemic COVID host that is really causing all of the trouble that uh, most people are experiencing, whether it be rises in suicide, domestic violence, excess mortality, um, poverty, food insecurity. So those are the things that we're going to talk about today. Um, I suppose we can start with suicides mm. because that's one of the things that is kind of perplexing me at the moment. Uh, I guess we'll get into more why I'm perplexed because I'm not really sure that I'm seeing it. But there's been scores of articles that have come out recently in the mainstream and in alternative news as well that uh, suicide rates have spiked since the lockdowns. But when I look closer at a lot of these articles that are putting that are being put out, um, a lot of these articles are saying that health experts are predicting a spike in suicides. Mm. Now, there are some places that are reporting an increase in suicides, but I don't think the final numbers are in yet. So my question is like, the line is a little bit blurry between what is actually a prediction and what is actually occurring because there have been numerous articles that have come out prior to this whole lockdown that saying that in general suicides are up and i think that maybe that's something that's true i mean seems like socially things are getting worse in general um, drug use is going up crimes perhaps are going up suicides are going up so they say but still i always question everything that the media puts out so i work in a place that we deal with suicidal people <laughs> it's an emergency room and i cannot say from my own experience that things seem to be worse post lockdown than they were before the lockdown hmm. Of course, we don't get people who actually succeed in committing suicide because they're dead, obviously. But as far as people who come in who um, actually had a suicidal attempt or just threatened suicide, I don't think that that has changed much since the COVID. And talking to other ERs, it's not like it's something that's pressing that's on people's minds that they are talking about it a lot. And there are also police officers where I work and they're not talking about, oh man, there's so many suicides these days. Mm. So it's just something that I'm questioning. And another thing, like as far as um, 
It's not like just saying, oh, we have this number of people who come in who attempted suicide or saying that they're suicidal. Uh, we actually interview these people as to the reasons as to why they are feeling suicidal. And people, like whether they're suicidal or not, or they're just depressed or whatever, very few, I mean, there's been some that says because, you know, um, I haven't seen my family or whatever, I'm stressed out because of the whole COVID thing. But it's not been as many as I thought that there would be. It just seems like the usual reasons that people say that they're suicidal or they're depressed, like just life stress, bad relationships, things like that. So the, re I, the reason I question is because I'm not seeing it with my own eyes, mm. basically. <laughs> what do you mm. guys think? Well, um, yeah, it's interesting because, I mean, there have been a number of um, articles in the in the press saying that suicides are up. Um, there was one in particular that was talking about how it was in The Guardian, deaths of children with special needs in Kent raise concerns over school closures. Mm -hmm. And that was specifically specifically talking about, you know, kids with special needs. And apparently there was kind of a rash of suicides now, is it because of the lockdown and because they're not going to school? I mean, the thing is, like, when you talk to somebody about why they're suicidal, they won't necessarily know that, oh, it's because I haven't been able to talk to my family or because I haven't been able to go to school and see my friends mm -hmm. and all that kind of stuff. Like, it might that might just kind of be a, a general kind of souring of life in general. Right. You know what I mean? Where it's not like they necessarily are conscious, like, I am suicidal because of this. It's just that they are depressed because they don't have the same human contact that they're getting normally. The kids aren't able to actually play, socialize, all those sorts of things that, you know, lead to actually having a decent life, right? Like the things that we actually value. Um, and, you know, for adults too, it's kind of like, you know, as shitty as it is having to go into a job and go into an office and all that kind of stuff, for some people, it's like, that's the majority of the socializing that they actually kind of do. You know, they might mm -hmm. go out on the weekends and stuff, but like seeing their coworkers and like, you know, taking part in some, some semblance of a community or something like that. Um, you know, having face-to-face -face contact with people. Um, so it wouldn't surprise me if it just, it led to an overall kind of darkening of the human condition in general. Um, and that that would kind of elevate someone's likelihood of suicide. I mean, I don't think in most cases a healthy individual with a healthy mind might get a bit depressed or might get a lot depressed for that matter, um, but probably isn't going to become suicidal because of these things. But anybody who's already skating the edge, who already has maybe some mental health issues or something like that, I can definitely see how this would push them over. So, Well, if you look at that article you just mentioned, mm. um, about the child suicides in Kent. Uh, going through it some more, it said there were two before the lockdown and three after. And again, they said the causes were unclear, mm. but they speculated just as you did, could the restriction and activities and not being able to socialize with their friends and that. Right. But yeah, I can see like, if someone has mental health issues already, how the stresses that are going on currently can put people over the edge. Um, I was speculating on that as well, like um, not to, if you look at COVID, not as the cause of a lot of these things, but as a broader indication of how society is just messed up in general and has become increasingly messed up mm -hmm. uh, as the years have gone by, like with the drug use and the 
the crime and just unemployment the division and yeah and people hating each other and the whole left right paradigm and mm-hmm. just all the things that are going on in the US especially at this time i think that what's happening now if there are an, a spike in suicides it could it be like some kind of uh, like a cosmic quickening or hyperkinetic sensate or something you call it that is just making people just unstable overall. It's not necessarily you can point the finger at COVID. It's just the general milieu, psychological milieu of the world at large is just totally jacked up right now. Yeah. And it could be, you know, COVID is kind of a a convenient thing to lay the blame on. Um, Mm -hmm. That, you know, like you said, suicides were already getting kind of out of hand. Unemployment Mm -hmm. was already getting out of hand. People were losing their jobs left, right, and center. And the lockdown kind of is an easy scapegoat for all these kinds of things where they can say like, oh, yeah, you know, unemployment is completely out of hand now. It's like, yeah, it's worse. There's no question. But it was already kind of bad. It was already kind of getting there. Same with suicides. Same with, you know, the other things like domestic violence and those sorts of things. So I can see what you're saying. Yeah, that, you know, COVID, the lockdown might be a, a convenient way to hide the fact that things were already tanking into the shitter. (laughs) and a good opportunity when people are in a vulnerable state um, anxious about the future to instill additional fear and dread and uncertainty Mm -hmm. because it seems to be a good manipulator controller in all aspects of life you know so uh, it's like there's so many things going on simultaneously it's really hard to kind of piece out what's what you know like Mm we we've in the u.s we've been dealing with an opioid epidemic for years i mean i think it was four three or four years ago that donald trump actually called it uh, you know an epidemic and we need to address it and you know there's plenty of stats that it's gotten more coverage now, you know, whether it's worse or not is just, it's hard to say exactly, but maybe it's getting more attention where it wasn't before. And it just kind of muddies the water again. Is it the, is it the lockdown? Is it just the general um, deterioration of people in, uh, you know, based on these stressors that we didn't have before? I mean, even the, the words, the new normal, I mean, you look around you and the way, the way that, you know, people are masked and gloved and everything, you know, you got to be censoring yourself, what you say, how you act uh, can cause so much stress that, you know, at the end of the night, you find yourself drinking two drinks instead of one, you know what I mean? Just to cope. Mm-hmm. Uh, so it, it just seems there's, there's so many things going on simultaneously that um, it's, I agree with you, Tiff, it's hard to say exactly, you know, I, I could see how young people for sure might be more at risk, because all of a sudden, this American dream that you've been sold is no longer a reality. And, you know, I, I work with a lot of kids that are going to college, and it's like, what what is your future going to look like? You better find something that is now pandemic proof in addition to being recession proof and you know all these different things that uh, last year uh kids going into college weren't thinking about at all you know 
Well, are they, though, thinking about that or are you thinking about that for them? Because I think a lot of people think that things are eventually going to go back to normal one day. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and when they realize that it's not, then maybe we'll see a lot more suicides and people just going like absolutely batshit nuts. Yeah. Because the future that they always relied upon is not there and there's a sense of uncertainty. Yeah. Yeah, well, even the way, like just the future, like for students in particular, I just read an article recently that was, um, it was up on Zero Hedge, actually, and it was uh, basically just um, testimonials from people, um, like students who are going to school, going away to school, to to college, um, and all the stuff that they're being put through with this lockdown stuff, all the social distancing measures, all the, you know, having to stay in their room all the time and having food delivered to them. They're not even allowed to leave their, their room like at mm-hmm. all for like just to go walk around or something like that. Like really ridiculously harsh uh, rules that these kids are under. And, you know, of course, they didn't institute them until after their their tuition was all paid and everything like that. So and they can't get refunded on it. So. But I'm wondering, like, if they're going to pull this kind of stuff, like, the kids are not going to stand for this. You know what I mean? You probably Mm -hmm. will have suicides, for one thing, because, you know, new students away from home, like, you know, the the danger of suicide there is already very real. And they're going to just, like, nobody is going to go to college anymore. If that's the kind of stuff that you have to go through just to get a higher education, it's... (laughs) It's ridiculous, and no one is going to put up with it. So they're just going to be losing tuitions left, right, and center. So it just made me think of it when you mentioned like the the people having to think about their futures, and that they might be thinking, oh well, it'll get back to normal soon. Well, once it becomes evident that it's not going to get back to normal, it's like I don't know what's going to happen, honestly. Yeah. Well, there's also been a spate of articles that are talking about a surge in domestic violence. Now, on the face of it. My initial thought was, wait a minute, people are all of a sudden becoming domestically violent because of the lockdown. But then you read further into it, and it's like people who are always, already engaged in domestic and vi- domestically violent relationships, there's an increase in incidents where things get violent. That I can understand because they say in the articles, if you're with someone who's abusive, uh, you're in the house with them all the time, is a higher incidence that things are going to pop off and become violent. So that's understandable. But again, like like with the uh, articles about suicide, a lot of this is experts predict a surge. Mm-hmm. And there's a lot of places that are reporting, you know, they're getting increased calls to helplines and mm-hmm. there's women locked in their bathrooms, texting stuff on Facebook or whatever, asking for help. But another, there was an article that was on Forbes, I think it was, and they were talking about an increase in domestic violence. But the whole angle on it was, again, um, kind of going with this whole narrative that men are monsters, they're preying on women and children. And it was just another way to kind of like pound that narrative in that, you know, men are predators and women are victims. But it could be that the wife got laid off from her job and she's at home with her husband more. So she goes upside his head more. I mean, who can say, but 
yeah, so there's been a lot of articles saying that domestic violence is increasing as well. Yeah. Um, if you're laid off, you're stressed out about it. Um, you don't have as much money because you're laid off. Food is short. I can see how people will get a little tetchy. Yeah. Yeah. I think the uh, child abuse thing probably is legitimate because mm. a lot of these kids aren't going to school all day anymore, at yeah. least in the U.S., you know what I mean? Um, but also that could be not true because you don't have like child protective services monitoring kids at school anymore or teachers turning kids, you know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. So again, it's like you were saying, Tiff, it's, it's hard to really suss out, you know? And then the whole thing with, which is a whole nother topic, but you know, this vehement, you know, wanting to defend the police. I mean, so many of police activity is responding to domestic violence, you know? And so, and I, and I know a few police officers said is the roughest part of the job for sure is mm-hmm. to then the most deadly, you know? Mm-hmm. So it's just one big shit show. Yeah. I mean, overall, like, like, we've said already, you know, overall, I can definitely see how the stress of the lockdown, and there is no question that it is increasing stress levels across the board. Especially if you buy into it as well. Well, exactly. Yeah, yeah. 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 I mean, you know, I'm sure there are some people who are just like, nice, I don't have to go to Mm -hmm. work. Um, I got Mm -hmm. enough in the bank to see me through. And they're just cruising. But that is definitely not the majority. I think the majority of people are extremely worried. They're worried about the virus, for one thing. Um, but they're also just, you know, they can't get out of the house. I mean, that's, that is a stressful situation. So, yeah, I mean, any times, you know how they always used to say that domestic violence, uh, would go up, um, on like Super Bowl night and things like that, whenever there's like a sporting mm-hmm. event, because apparently, you know, guy's sports team loses and he gets all pissed off and beats his wife. Well, just imagine that being every day where that, that stress level, that's what you have every single day. So, mm-hmm. Yeah, I mean, I'm not, I can see why you're skeptical, Tiff, like, um, but um, at the same time, it, it would be nice to have some solid figures because it it sounds right. <laughs> yeah. I don't know. Well, and, another thing that I thought of in relation to this, you know, I don't know if predictive programming is the right words to use or m- maybe like social engineering, like they're projecting into the future what they would like to see happen because we all know that they don't give a crap and they as in the powers that be the people who are orchestrating this whole lockdown obviously don't care about people's health or well-being so could this just be like another like kill yourselves beat um, the shit out of each other <laughs> like increase else the is chaos yeah <laughs> just i don't know social engineering kind of predictive way that Whispers. they want to see things yeah i don't know if that's just too weird but i guess i'm <laughs> weird <Maybe. laughs> I, I mean there's there's also this this issue of like okay people are going through psychological distress they're finding it psychologically distressing right this 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 lockdown everything that's going on uh being unable to see their family being unable to um yeah, do what they could do previously. All of that is really strange. But there's also, I guess, the economic or financial aspect of all mm-hmm. of this as well, which I think it is really important. And uh, 
I think there probably is um, a, a clear, you know, a, a clear, a clear um, correlation between uh, going going bankrupt. Essentially, there's many businesses that have gone completely down. Uh, yeah, down no the, doubt about that. Down the toilet, um, and there's many people who. I mean, there were many articles as statistics about lower income families now who are unable to effectively uh, afford to put food on the table. Right. Mm -hmm. And so um, they can't do the things that they they can't afford to pay for the children's um, like a balanced diet, what they think is a healthy, healthy diet. They, yeah, they're they're having to really make some sacrifices. Um, Mm -hmm. And so, I could see that as being, uh, you know, be, being being a, a driver behind behind any suicides. Were we to see any? Mm. Yeah, Definitely. Um, I know at least in the U.S., like there have been reports of food banks just being swamped with demand mm. way more than they were in years previous, and just lines for miles at food banks, like people going to food banks for the first time. It's not like these are the people that have been going all the time and they're, you know, of lower income. People have been forced to go to food banks who would never would have considered doing it in the past. Yeah. So that's another issue. Well, there was an article in Evening Standard called Lockdown Has Left Pupils Withdrawn and Disturbed says the top London head. And it's basically going through and just kind of talking about like kind of firsthand accounts of what some of these, you know, teachers are seeing with, uh, with these kids, you know, kill, children uh, have been returning to school, withdrawn, disturbed and traumatized. The head of London's biggest Academy chain warned today. Mm-hmm. And this was from back in um, June, June 18th. So, I mean, the, I, I honestly think that a lot of the worst that we're, we're going to see from this mm-hmm. is going to be the kids, the people who are yeah. kids now. The kids who are growing, you know, adults, you know, they had a normal, relatively normal childhood, as, rel- as normal as you can have in this, uh, in this world at this point. But, you know, they've been socialized um, and they're adults and they can handle things a little bit better. But kids who are going through this right now, I think that they, we are going to see uh, a lot of mental health consequences of this kind of stuff if it continues you know if it is really Mm -hmm. just temporary and after this everything goes back to normal yeah right um then maybe you know it will just be kind of a bad time and the the kid can work it out in therapy or something like that but if this is something ongoing and kids aren't going to be able to to play like they always have they're not going to be able to sit with their friends at lunch they're going to have to be separated by a meter and a half Mm -hmm. i mean i think this, this kind of stuff is really gonna mess with kids um, to not have a normal childhood I mean we all know that that ends up leading to crazy adults essentially yeah and I think a lot of that like maybe a child can be spared like a lot of the worst parts of this whole fear mongering campaign that's going on right now if their parents have a level head about them and they notice that things 
aren't quite what the mainstream says and they kind of temper that whole hysteria mm. as far as you know keeping their kids away from people and you know you can't go here you can't go there you got to wear a mask in your own house whatever but they might be okay if their parents are okay but if their parents are freaking out yeah. it's gonna be awful i mean they're seeing that as an example and plus they're picking up on their parents mental state mm -hmm. and then on top of it the kids who are actually unlucky enough to be going back to school like even if their home life was okay they're seeing all these ridiculous measures being put into place at school so it's like they're screwed either way <laughs> maybe if they go home and their parents are kind of normal and not freaking out they might have some reprieve from all the crap that's going on at school but i feel sorry for a kid i would not want to be a kid right now no, in this day and age definitely not well and a lot of parents in the u.s are actually just opting to homeschool because mm -hmm. the state's requirements for attendance change by the day uh or by the week you know so uh, traditionally this is the time of year in the United States where kids start to go back to school. And so parents are being told, well, they'll spend one day in the classroom and four days online. And next week we'll do two days in the classroom and three days online. And then, oh, well now there's been more deaths in the area. So we're not going to go to school at all. It's all going to be online. And mm -hmm. I mean, for a child like that inconsistency is so detrimental that you, you know what I mean? That, that there's no consistency with the, their, their day-to-day, week-to-week life. And, um, you know, so I think a lot of parents are just opting to just keep them out of that whole ring of, you know, stupidity. I mean, mm -hmm. you know, I've had parents say that, you know, they can't have water bottles anymore. They have to wear a mask. They have to wear a mask at PE. I mean, it just, it's kind of like each state, each governor's in control, and then it just gets more and more ridiculous and, and silly. And, um, you know, I mean, how as a child do you even process that? You're you're already like just trying to figure out how to navigate the world as it is. Mm. And then it could change any day, you know, upon some higher ups dictate. Mm -hmm. it, it just seems like you said, Doug, an opportunity for massive potential issues in the future. Yeah. And can you imagine being a parent who knows this whole thing is just ridiculous and then there's no way that you would be able to continue to go to work unless you sent your kid to school. You actually could not have them at home. Like what a, a dilemma to be in. Yeah. I imagine that's the dilemma for a lot of people at this point. Yeah. yeah. Well, another interesting consequence to kids, um, possibly there was an interesting article in independent a uh, study to assess whether babies born during lockdown are more likely to develop allergies. And I thought that was really interesting. They're basically doing a study to see if, well, exactly that. Babies during, born during lockdown may be more likely to develop allergies. And they're basically saying it's because they're not going outside. They're not getting exposed to the dirt, to the environment, and getting all those microbes that they would normally get, um, which is essential for the building of the immune system. Um, so... What they found is that, you know, babies who are kind of raised in these sterile sort of environments are more likely to have allergies. 
So their hypothesis is, I think their hypothesis is that yes, in fact, they will have more. And also on top of that, all the like hand sanitizer and the, you know, it's not quite as emphasized as as now as it was during the beginning. But do you remember like, you know, that people were bringing their groceries home and they would take it out of the bags and spray it down (laughs) with like sanitizer and like being like just absolutely ridiculously over the top about germs I'm sure there are still people out there who are are following those practices because they're terrified. Even though, like I say, it's not really emphasized as much anymore. They've kind of like pulled back on that a little bit. But Mm. anyway, so it's just like these babies are going to be in this ridiculously sterile environment. Um, And yeah, it wouldn't surprise me at all if it did have health consequences down the road. Yeah, that's that's a really interesting kind of hypothesis they've got. And it, stems from the uh what's it called is it the germ hypothesis hygiene hypothesis hygiene hygiene hypothesis yeah yeah i always get that wrong (laughs) so um yeah so it stems from the hygiene hypothesis which essentially states um that the human immune system requires like we require um we require germs to build up our immune system to build up a healthy robust system that can tolerate and that can deal with external antigens and that be whether that's pollen whether that be pathogenic infections like we need to build up kind of to distinguish what is self and non-self the way that you do that is by coming in t- into contact with um with bad things right yeah. Things that don't necessarily agree with your body, but um, but that you you build a tolerance to, and that's extremely important. Mm-hmm. And when that doesn't happen, um, then you end up with this hypersensitivity. You can can become relatively hypersensitive to your environment and uh, and lose the lose the ability to properly um, yeah to to distinguish self from non self and and develop autoimmunity, develop. A variety of different things which can go wrong um yeah. so yeah it's, it's it's very interesting well not only that um if you're not exposing yourself to germs as you should that can not be the best thing for your immune system but if you're being bombarded all the time with this constant fear about getting sick and you catch a sniffle oh my god it's the covid <laughs> or you know so and so died of the covid and we have this many deaths and this many cases like if you're really, really afraid of something, it's going to haunt you and it's going to come to you actually physically. So that's another part of this whole, you know, lockdown problem as far as, you know, children developing allergies. But I would be interested to see, like, if this actually pans out in reality as far as uh, increase in allergies and babies that are born during the lockdown shit what a time to be born <laughs> exactly yeah yeah well another thing that is a uh, high price of this whole lockdown is the fact that people are especially at the beginning like when you know regular family doctors or gps offices were entirely shut down and people were not able to see their doctor. They were not able to have uh, surgeries performed because of the lockdown. Mm -hmm. Um, There have been 
reports that there have been excess deaths that could have been prevented if the lockdown had not occurred. Mm -hmm. So if you like, they were saying that people who were feeling unwell, like maybe they were having symptoms of a heart attack, they were too afraid to go to the ERs because of the whole COVID thing. And they're finding that people are dying unnecessarily, which also makes sense. Because um, if you can't have your tumor removed mm-hmm. and you can't see your surgeon, you can't see your doctor, then of course you're going to suffer health-wise over this whole lockdown. Like the, the response, like we said several times, has just been so completely exaggerated and unnecessary. Um, I don't think, it'll, I think it'll be years before we're able to see the true toll of what's actually happening right yeah. now. I think that's true. Yeah, even like, you know, just screening, that kind of thing. It's mm-hmm. like, you know, if somebody's just developing cancer, they might have relatively mild symptoms at first that they might have gone to their doctor for who would have screened them for cancer and they would have mm. found out they had it. Early detection, detection probably would have been able to take care of it and lead a normal life after that. But, you know, during the COVID lockdown, it's like, well... I can bear with these symptoms for now. I'll go, you know, once everything gets back to normal, then I'll go to my doctor. Well, you know, that's that's screening that isn't happening when it should have. And something that was detected early is now not going to be detected early. So mm-hmm. there's consequences on that level. And that goes across the board. It's not just cancer. I mean, there's, there's a number of different things that that could apply to. So Yeah, diabetes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. 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 Yep. So... Not a good picture overall. It's not like um, any of these things can solely be blamed on an actual virus that's going around. Nope. It's it's the response, this exaggerated, draconian, fascistic uh, move into a new world order. I mean, it's obvious that there's an agenda afoot. And mm-hmm. the people in charge want to press this agenda no matter what. And COVID is being used as a convenient excuse to implement the programs that they've been salivating for years to implement. Mm-hmm. So, like I said, it's going to be a long time before we can actually see what the whole, uh, what do you call it? fallout? from all this will be and I don't know maybe we'll like never really really get to the bottom of exactly what happened but it's very interesting to actually live through this time I'm sure there's still questions about like exactly what went on during the Bolshevik revolution or what Mm -hmm. went on during World War II in Germany 9-11 yeah yeah so I just hope that in the end (laughs) there will be something like some kind of nuremberg trials or these people are really brought to task for all of the suffering that they have caused it was just so unnecessary like even if you believe the official numbers of covid it was just so unnecessary i wish that people the people who implemented these practices the the mayors and the governors and the other technocrats, the Fauci. Bill Gates and the Fauci's and all of those people are 
severely punished <laughs> for doing this because this is just ridiculous. Don't hold your breath, Tiff. Yeah, I know, but <laughs> <laughs> she can dream a little. Yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> okay. Well, is there anything else anybody wanted to bring up about this whole lockdown debacle? When's it going to end? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Do you know, Tiff? No. <laughs> no. <laughs> it's going to go on. Let's just say it's. I know for sure that it's going to go on and has been going on longer than any of us want it to. <laughs> I've heard it's going to end on November 3rd. <laughs> Well, I've heard people say that, but I think this goes beyond the election. It doesn't matter who's in office. The agenda will go on. I agree. Yeah. Yeah. So, okay. That's our show for today. Uh, if you like the show, you can leave a comment below, hit the like, hit subscribe, and we will be back next time with another show, the topic of which will be determined. So have a great day and we'll see you all next time. Bye, everybody. Bye. Bye. Bye.